0: Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor Podcasts. They're our new partner here at the Mac Report, and their mission is to democratize audio. Anchor believed everyone should be able to have their voice heard, regardless of background or experience level. And if you've ever tried a podcast before, you know all the logistical barriers that can stand in your way. At Anchor, they aim to remove every single one of those barriers their goal is to make podcasting easy and fun without sacrificing the quality that every podcaster deserves it's so easy with anchor podcasts you can even create a podcast from your phone to learn more visit anchor.fm today welcome to the latest edition of the mac report podcast i am mike mcmahon today Uh, We're actually going to have the media availability this week from both Scott Borick, the Merrimack men's hockey coach, uh, and uh, Mike Souza, the head coach at UNH. Merrimack and UNH are going to play this weekend. They, of course, met a couple of weeks ago, uh, but we're going to have the media availability from both Coach Borick and Coach Souza on today's podcast. Coach Borick's going to be up first, so we're going to take a quick break and come back uh, with his media availability, which was recorded on February 17th. 2021. Uh, and then after Coach Boric's media availability, we'll take another quick break and come back with Coach Souza's availability, which was recorded, uh, that was recorded yesterday on February 16th, 2021. So Merrimack and UNH set to lock up again this weekend. Warriors took three out of four points from UNH uh, in a series the end of last month, uh, but they're going to get back at it again today, Friday afternoon at the Whittemore Center. Uh, and then again, on Sunday afternoon at Lawler Arena. So, quick break. We'll come back with Coach Boric's media availability. Right after this, you're listening to the Mac Report Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. That way, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. We use Anchor here for the TMR podcast and it could not be easier. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Yeah, Scott. So I guess the standing question every week, right? How are you doing health wise? Uh it sounds like maybe you might be getting some guys back. How do things look?
2: I'd say it's improving. Um, you know, we still have the ones that uh, you know, we knew we were gonna have for the year in Mac, uh, Welsher and and Jordan Seifert. Um, but I think we've seen progress with our other guys. You know, I I don't know if anyone that didn't play last weekend is, is actually gonna be playing this weekend. Uh, but I do know that we're going to have some guys back to practice today that haven't practiced in a while, and that's a good sign. That's the first stage of getting them back in the lineup. So um, I think we're 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 moving in the right direction, um, and not there yet, but moving in a much better direction than we were two weeks ago.
3: Question from Ian,
2: Coach. Obviously,
4: getting Hampshire on the schedule again this weekend. What are some
1: things that you can kind of take out a game film from your first weekend against them, and
2: and kind of use as uh, teaching points going into this week? Well, I, I thought that uh, the biggest thing we have to understand is UNH gave a big answer on Saturday here after the Friday game there, um, and we need to be prepared for that. You know, I think they're healthier than they were when we saw them last time, so they're offensively uh, going to be a bit more uh, aggressive. Their power play is really clicking right now, so staying out of the penalty box is important. Um, but certainly from video, I, I you know, we'd take some of the things we did well. It wasn't as much about UNH, I thought, uh, as it was about us. I thought in the first game, we took care of our part of the game and our business really well up there. Uh, we need to hit the, do that again. I thought um, we got back here. We weren't as successful doing that, but we still, you know, we we, we were going in a good direction and and I think we need to continue that. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can get a little bit more of the same what we had against them the last time. We were obviously really disappointed the weekend after that. We had to play uh, UConn and we played, you know, quite poorly. So. I think we're bouncing back. We're getting a little more comfortable with the lineup we have to go with. And, and I think our guys are looking forward to playing.
3: Uh, another question from Mike Macknick.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at the schedule or at least, you know, the calendar anyway, right? Because we don't know the schedule yet, but it, it's coming down to the end of the season here already. It feels like it just started. And, and uh, you know, um, looking at the way that things have gone, um, I, I, I know that the feeling was, was pretty much, you know, we're, we're fortunate to play and everything. Um, but yet then you run into all of the unbelievable injury troubles you guys have had. You know, you said earlier, you wanted to be playing your best at the end of the year. How close do you think you are to that with just a couple of weekends left in the season, in the regular season anyway, before the playoffs, you know, given all the things that have happened, including the injuries.
2: You know, I think the, uh, in a normal season, I would feel that it's really put us behind uh, just because you haven't been able to build that chemistry and, you know, we come off of the Providence game where Liam Walsh plays really well. We come out of the locker room and he's he's out of the lineup, and you know that's happened to us several times with different players. And so, you know, I think that that slowed us down, but it's also kept us fresh. You know, I think that uh, one thing that you can't underestimate is what these kids are dealing with, and I'm not just talking about at Merrimack. I'm talking about every school that we play against and every team and basketball and hockey that are attempting to have a season. Um, it's a pretty stressful day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, make sure you get to the test, you know, get that taken care of, make sure that when you leave the rank, you're in your small pods. And, you know, they're really doing a lot of different things to try to, you know, manage this season. And I give our players uh huge kudos for the way they've done that. Um, and we'll, we'll uh, get healthy and we'll get as fresh as we can be for the playoffs. But I think uh, just moving in that direction, having that uh, at the at the end of the tunnel, I think is really good for our guys and, We don't want the season to end, obviously, but we want to move to the the most important part of the season, which is the playoffs. We want to do that as healthy as possible. And I think we're in a pretty good stage for that right now. Um, I think we'll have a lot of guys back and we'll also have um, a pretty healthy attitude as well.
0: Question from uh, Mike McMahon. Uh, Hey, Coach, I was looking at some numbers last night and... Kind of comparing them to the the last couple of years, and it seems like the the shot numbers, the shots for and the and the shots against, in particular, uh, are a lot closer this year than they were in in some previous years. Do you, do you feel like you guys have been able to over the course of this entire season, despite the injuries, kind of manage that that puck possession better than you had in in the last couple of years? And if so, what what do you think are some of the primary reasons that you've been able to to manage that puck possession better?
2: Well, I think the first and foremost is the depth of our team is, is much greater than it's been. Um, We have, you know, there was a part in the season where we were rolling four lines over the wall. We weren't getting a lot of results uh, that we wanted as far as the end of the game, but I was really happy with the way we were playing. I thought that we had good uh, results around the corner. Um, But I think basically just the depth in our lineup. So we were able to play four lines, which means all four lines are fresher when they're on the ice. Uh, it means you have confidence in all four. So you must be happy with your depth. Um, and then I think our blue line continues to grow, you know, as far as you know, playing five sophomores as we five freshmen last year, uh, that be problematic at times, but you know, as sophomores, those guys are doing a really good job managing the puck. Uh, it shouldn't be lost on anyone that Doc, uh, Dom Dockery's probably having his best season he's ever had here. I'm uh, really eating minutes and playing super for us. And that's helped our puck possession game. And, um, you know, I think, you know, all three of the seniors, Patrick Holloway and, and, and Patrick Kramer have done the same thing. So I really believe it's a it's a matter of depth that's allowed us to get there and a matter of growth in our defensive core that's continuing to push us there.
3: Question from uh, John Leahy.
2: Yeah, Scott, uh, one of the guys uh, that has uh,
4: seems to really pick up his game and you touched on him a few moments ago is Liam Walsh. He's uh, picked up six points in his last six games. Uh, what if you can just talk about his play and uh, and how you feel uh, he's elevated his play uh, to be a significant contributor on this team?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. He, uh, Liam was playing really well last year uh, and then ran into shoulder injuries. And uh, it was really, I think it was at RIT, the first one happened. And uh, it was really frustrating because he was really playing well. And then that set him back for about a month and, he came back and worked his way back to where his game was being productive again. And then he hurt his other shoulder, similar injury. And, and he was, he played, but he played injured the rest of the way. And um, I think what we're seeing now is a, uh, is, and right now at <laughs> this particular moment, he's not healthy, but um, you know, what you saw at Providence, what you've seen over the last few weekends is a young guy who we've got him in the middle of the rank now, which he was a wing slash center when he got here. Uh, we got him in the middle of the rink. We have him there consistently. He's there with some pretty good line linemates. So he's played with a lot. Um, and I think he's really feeling it. You know, against Providence, he was, especially down there, um, you know, he was hurting, which I didn't really know how ha- badly he was hurting. And I thought he played great, um, both with the puck, without the puck, um, both in specialty situations and five on five. And I think that what we have, there's a big, strong center Iceman who's going to really continue to evolve into a, a real good player in hockey East.
3: Question from Ian. Coach, obviously last week uh, the league announced the uh, power index and
4: how they were going to f- structure the playoff format. Taking a look at the power index going into this weekend, you guys sit just a few tenths of a point behind New Hampshire, who you guys have this weekend. What's What are some keys for you guys to come out and play the best hockey you've been able to do at, up to this point in the season and, and improve on your overall standings as, as we come down
1: the stretch, as Mike alluded to earlier?
2: I think that, you know, for two and a half years, we've been kind of searching for an identity. Um, And that hasn't been because we haven't known what it needed to be. It's been because we had to accept what it needed to be, uh, which is a team that's going to, you know, outwork its opponent, who's going to be hard to play against because of their effort uh, on every single pocket team that's going to back check as hard as they forecheck. Um, And I think we've started to create that identity. And I feel like if we can continue to do that, um, success at the end of it will be, you know, that will just be part of the process, if you will. And I think right now we're really focused on growing that. Uh, Continue to play that way each and every night. I thought we did that um, certainly against UH the last time. I thought we did that against Providence last weekend, both nights. We got more positive results on Saturday, but or in game two that we did in game one. But you know, watching the video, I thought we grew that part of our game in in that situation as well. So I just want to see us continuing to develop that identity. Uh, so that we can go into the playoffs, know exactly who we are. The opponent's going to know it too, but then let's just do it better than they do it. Um, and That's that's kind of what we're trying to get to with our team.
0: Question from Mike McMahon. I, I had a question about uh, just kind of like the lines and, and player personnel. It seems like that's been able to be a lot more consistent this year. Uh, and, you know, obviously when when it hasn't been, when you've had to make changes, a lot of times it's been because of injury more than anything else. But have you had conversations with guys at all about, almost being able to kind of find that groove. I mean, I know in the first couple of years you're trying to find different combinations and, and just having to try different things almost on a, on a weekly basis. But it seems like this year, you know, if it weren't for obviously the amount of injuries you guys have had, uh, it feels like those lines would probably be pretty consistent. I would imagine that that's develop some chemistry within those groups. Well,
2: I, I thought in the, in the six game stretch that we alluded to earlier, where, I really felt good about how we were playing, but we weren't getting the results and so we just needed to stay with it. One of the biggest things was we were able to have consistency in our lineup uh, during the, those six games that two and a half week span. Uh, we got to have the same lines together for the most part. Um, and that was really, you know, the BC game, I think was the game where Benny Brier and um, Logan Drevich and Alex Jeffries had uh, that 22 shot performance, you know, really carried us in a game, a big game in a big place and, I was pretty exciting. And then literally uh, on Monday, we lost uh, Logan. And then we shortly lost uh, Alex and Benny after that. But, you know, I think going into that weekend, we had had some real consistency and I think our lineup was getting very comfortable with each other. Um, and I'm hoping we can get back there. But the good news is that we have more players who have played because of the injuries. We have more guys who've had experience in these moments because of the injuries. So, I mean, there's always a silver lining. you just going to be willing to take it. And I, I think that that will be our silver lining. I think we have a much better feeling on who some of our depth players would be because they've had an opportunity to play more than they normally would have. So that in the long term is a very good thing, I think, for the program.
3: Question from uh, Mike Macknick.
1: Yeah, Scott. I was just wondering. Uh, looking at the schedule around the league this week, I think you're the only team that you and U and H the only only uh, pairing that has met before. So um, it sounded earlier like when they when the league was going into this way of scheduling that they were going to try to get everybody to play each other. Did you get any word on, on how you ended up playing UNH again?
2: No, I, I actually think it was largely because of what Lowell uh, how and I don't even know how their schedule is broken down, but. I think they had played UNHN Northeastern before. Um, and so I think that the Northeastern had not played Lowell. And for whatever reason, they they made that the matchup. I'm not really certain. it, Because it, uh, clearly now with the weekends we have left, we can't play everybody. We're not going to, you know, we have BU we haven't played. Uh, Lowell we haven't played. Maine we haven't played. Vermont we haven't played. Um, I believe there's not enough weekends for us to play all those teams now. So um, we're just, you know, every, every weekend you get a chance to play. It's kind of a positive, you know, it's an exciting thing, opportunity for us. And, you know, we'll play UNH team we've played before and uh, who knows, we might play them again down the road in a playoff scenario. So um, it's a big weekend because if we get to that situation, obviously you'd prefer to be at home than on the road. So, um, you know, we'll take it one game at a time, but no, I, I hear you on the schedule and I don't know what that decision was based upon, but I'm sure it was some sort of balance that they were looking for and, and they felt they needed to get those games uh, aligned that way.
0: Uh, another question from Mike McMahon. Uh, you guys have obviously had a lot of afternoon games this year with the way the schedules worked out, and this weekend more of the same. Uh, what what has that been like, do you think, from a, a player standpoint or even a coach's standpoint, from a, a preparation standpoint? I mean, it's just it's not the norm, right? Usually it's Friday, Saturday, 7 o'clock, Uh, do the guys get used to this pretty quickly though where I mean you're kind of still in the same groove every weekend of afternoon game afternoon game or has it been has it been a difficult adjustment to to get used to some of these these earlier starts
2: I think it's been an adjustment Uh, I'll be honest the only time I really felt it was when we went down to UConn because uh, we traveled the day of the game and and uh two o'clock game getting there at noon was was different you know but um I don't, I don't think it's been a big deal. I think it's been good for the people who work in the building because they're not working Friday and Saturday night. Um, it's been good for the team because, you know, I think uh, with, with no fans and anything, you, know, you just don't want to sit around and wait for games to be played. You know, the guys on a Friday, all they'd be doing is hanging around their rooms, waiting to come to the rink to hang around that room to get into the game. So I think the guys have really enjoyed the earlier games. From a coaching perspective, um, it's probably made you undercoachable, which is what the players have probably enjoyed too um but it, it's been a good uh, it's been good it's nice to be able to watch film at seven o'clock at night versus at ten o'clock at night um you know so it, it's i think it's worked out well f- for all reasons and who knows maybe in the future that's something we'll continue to do down the road uh when the fans are back and maybe get them into that kind of a schedule
3: uh we'll take one more question from uh, mike Macnick.
2: he's kind of you know we were talking
1: before about uh getting near the end of the season and everything and it seems like you know, I mean, there's not a lot of teams in the league that've been able to, once they got going, been able to keep it going. You know, whether it's been, you know, a, a positive test somewhere in the athletic department or what have you, and and you you guys have been able to at least, you know, I guess you know do whatever it was you guys had to had to do both as a program as a as an institution and whatever. I know we're not at, at the end of the season yet, but when you look back on that whole thing. Um, you know I guess what 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 are your thoughts about with how it's been handled there and and how you guys have how you know
2: every, everybody's done what what they've had to do uh I, I'm glad you asked because i I really give a shout out to our guys, you know um I also think we're the only team in the league that went home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which I thought was really problematic, but um you know, I give our players major kudos for putting themselves in places where you know, we lost two guys uh, over the Thanksgiving break uh, because they traveled together. Uh, but you know what? That's pretty good when you when you consider uh, then the whole team going home for both things uh, for Christmas and New Year's, and everybody coming back and testing negative. Um, it's been an impressive run, I, and I will say uh, I think the school has done an unbelievable job in giving us a chance to have a season. Um, you know, from the people who are. Uh, managing things on a daily basis within the rank to, to make sure it's clean, to make sure we're isolated as much as possible, uh, to the people getting us ready for the games, to our training staff. I mean, I, I don't want to go on a uh, you know a speech about the, everything that people have done for us, but we are well aware of what people have done for us, and it's given us a chance to have a season. I'm proud that our players have handled themselves in a way that continues to make that possible.
3: Sage, what about this stick? I like the orange in it.
5: No, mom. What is this? This stick is so dusty. There's no more genos left in it. I can take it from here, mom. What kind of twig we looking for here, bud? Just a stick so I could toss sauce, Chef Boyardee style. Something more apples versus buckets. Yeah, as long as I could still snipe Bar South and Selly. All right, I got the perfect twig for you. It's gonna be this stick here, mid flex point stick, completely accurate for buy down every time.
2: This is awesome. I love it. TSR Hockey. We speak your language.
4: I mean, everyone brings different, unique challenges. I think one of the things, uh, they gave us a hard time here um, the first game for sure, and the second game uh, obviously went to a shootout. So uh, they've got some young, skilled players. Uh, They compete really hard, uh, you know, really hard, I thought. And and I think that, uh, I don't think their record is in any way indicative of the type of team they have. I told Scott that. Um, And so, you know, I know they've... um, yeah, you know, I've talked to Scott a few times to share. He's sharing in some of the same frustrations that we're all uh, sharing him, but we know that it's gonna be a uh, desperate team. We're a desperate team as well. So it should be a good weekend.
3: All right, questions for coach. Mike, uh, what? what is um, Patrick Grasso um, meant for this program over the years um, on the ice and off the ice?
4: First, it's good to see you, by the way.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while. It has. Um, uh, Patrick, went. He, he he's faced some adversity, he had the shoulder injury where it cost him for a while, and I always help him lead the team through this pandemic. Uh, what, have, what have you seen from him over the years and, and you know, what he's brought to this program? Specifically, uh, more so, maybe even the intangibles, what you've seen from him.
4: Does everything the right way. Now, honestly, he's a... Uh, you know, each semester he's creeping in and around a 4.0 or high three, you know, point something GPA every semester for starters. Um, he's at the rink all the time. You, you mentioned his shoulder surgery. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that uh, you, you realize about a person that goes through that type of adversity is the endless time spent on the rehab and and wanting, uh, you know, the rehab to, to uh, go faster than it's even capable faster than possible and i just remember him how um just dedicated he was to just the uh what would seemingly be this um you know mundane routine right that he'd be here and and then slowly slowly progressing and progressing he's a guy that's at the rink all the time he's always here shooting pucks um he's always uh working on his body whether it's stretching or doing band work and Stuff that we don't uh, necessarily require. I mean, there's elements of that we, re- we require that our strength coach does. But then he's always the guy doing more. He's, you know, there's oftentimes when you're, you know, you're packing up for the day, and, and he'll be walking out of the locker room. And that's, you know, one of the things we challenge him and a couple of his teammates that are that are like him is bring more people into that group. You know, see if you can drag some more players uh, into that group. You know, and I think um, he's out there. You know, last week I was up on the concourse riding the bike and it's an hour after practice and he's out there shooting pucks. So those aren't things that we ask of him. Those aren't things that uh, he does to get attention from, from me. Certainly those, that's just who he is. So
3: He he told me that um, he actually came in, at, he had the option to come in a year sooner than he came in, but he opted to for another year of juniors to make sure that he, he was really prepared for division one hockey.
4: Yeah. I wasn't a part of that. I wasn't here yet. I was, I mean, I, I was, we were joking with him not too long ago. I, he's literally been tied to the program for like 10 years going back to when, when he committed here. Um, God, I think I was working at Brown when he's 20 he committed here. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just who he is. He's a smart guy, right? He's um he, he really is. He, he's a, uh, he doesn't say, say a lie. doesn't have to, he, he leads by example, not the biggest guy. So it doesn't surprise me that he wanted to bring himself into a situation where he thought he was going to have uh, the best opportunity to succeed. He had a heck of a freshman year. I mean, he's one of only a few guys around that have scored 20 goals, uh, certainly in our league. Um, and, uh, you know, it's certainly, uh, he's, he's been a fun guy to coach because, uh, he goes about his business like a pro to be honest with you. I know he's not, we're not pros. They're not pros, but, uh, you don't have to worry
3: about him and he's always doing more. Do you know, do you know at this point, if he's going to come back next year? Um, those, those conversations
4: uh, we've had preliminarily. I mean, I certainly uh, would welcome having him back next year. Coach, you had a recent uh, game against UMass Lowell, a seven, six win, uh, You battled back. Angus Crookshank had a four-goal game. I wonder if you could just speak to, uh, you know, his talent level and and what you love about him and what Merrimack can expect from him this weekend. I I think um, anyone that's watched us know that you you come to the rink and you're going to notice Angus a couple times a game just because of his speed and uh, his tenacity, uh, you know, in hunting down the puck, and he's got a great release. So he's a threat, right? He's a threat to score goals every time he's on the ice. One of the things we've been working on since Angus got here is is uh, maybe doing less, you know, in order to do more. And I know that's a hard concept for people to understand sometimes. But because he's so quick, he always wants to get the puck in motion. And sometimes uh, he doesn't get himself in great areas to to get puck. So we've worked on that a lot. We've worked on his play away from the puck. And, you know, the biggest thing is for him is just uh, – uh, you know, making sure that he's, uh, not trying to do too much, you know, it's, uh, not playing the role of hero. And I think when he's using his teammates, he's that much more effective. Mike, how are you? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Everyone, all that everyone, here today. how's the family? Everyone's doing well. Just, you know, it's been interesting, you know, for, uh, feel bad for Kelly and the Berwick girls. Uh, you know, they've only had a couple opportunities to play, but everyone's, everyone's doing well. Thank you.
3: Um, you, you mentioned the frustrations Mike earlier, uh, in terms of on ice, what, what, what have some of those frustrations been this season and where does the focus need to be down the stretch? What areas need to improve the most would you say, or what are you focusing on?
4: Well, a couple, a couple of things. What you know, one, You know, this isn't, uh, there's no moral victories. I understand that. But when you take a step back from the week games, obviously we, we beat Lowell twice. We were a good hockey team the week before. And then we're in pretty good shape. I thought on Friday, we only gave up 10 shots through two periods. And, uh, I thought we were in pretty good shape, you know, in the way we played structurally, um, I didn't think our penalty kill was great on Friday. And I think our power play was good. And I thought on Saturday, our power play was excellent. And, and, uh, Uh, we gave ourselves an opportunity to win. So uh, the one thing I can say uh, about this group is that uh, they come, they did yesterday, they lost both games and they worked just as hard yesterday as they did in in the fall. And that's, I think it's a testament to, you know, they're asking about Grasso and and some of these guys, it's a testament to them. And uh, we've been, we've been consistent in our messaging that we want to continue to build to, to, you know, for one game playoff series, Roger, you know, at the end of the year, I mean, it could go, you could go any way, and, and um, we certainly uh, want to play our best hockey at the end of the year, and I, and I honestly feel going back to the Providence game at Providence where we lost because we took an ill-advised penalty and uh, couldn't score on a five-on-three, that we've actually played uh, – we've played all right since then. We've played our best hockey probably since then.
6: Hey, Coach. How are you? I know. Um, so after the game Saturday, you said that you kind of told your team, let's go out and have fun and kind of free our minds. I was hoping you could elaborate on exactly what you told the team and how you think they responded to what you said.
4: Yeah, we, we talked about that, uh, before the game on Saturday, we just, uh, you know, I, you know, being around this group all the time, you can se- sense the tension of just wanting to win and, and not necessarily always being rewarded for their efforts. And I, you know, I, uh, we're a big process driven group. And, but we, one of the things we talked about the other night was just, Hey, we're all in the playoffs. There's no sense of squeezing the stick. Let's go out and have some fun. And I thought we started the game very well on uh, Saturday too. Found ourselves down again. So, um, I thought that was one of the things we talked about pretty easy to, for, for, I don't care who you are to, you get down for nothing to, um, we as coaches always say, you know, my team never gives up, blah blah blah. And uh, you like, I think, it, 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 as a coach, and to think that all the time. But the reality is, sometimes it's difficult, right? As an athlete, you're down for nothing. You're on the road. You get beat the night before. To you know, uh, maybe I'm not going to quite compete as hard on that puck, or or, or or block that shot. But we don't have any of that. And I thought, I think you saw that on on Saturday that our guys. You know, they dug in and they battled their way back. Obviously, the power play did a great job, but um, they did a good job. And I I felt bad for them. I felt really bad for our kids. In fact, we didn't even talk after the game until we got back to Durham because I wasn't sure I had the right words, you know, for them that particular night. So, um, But they came in yesterday with a great attitude. and My expectation is they'll do the same today at practice.
3: Any more questions for Coach Susan? All
4: right. Thank all you, Coach. Right. So Thanks, guys. Good seeing you all. You, you too. Thanks. Bye.
3: All right. Now we're joined by uh, Jackson Pearson and Patrick Grasso. We're going to do these questions um, uh, one at a time. We'll uh,
4: start with Jackson. I just got a couple of buttons here. All right. Uh, Jackson, can you talk about, you know, you played Merrimack earlier this season. Can you kind of talk about the challenges they bring?
7: Yeah, um, they play really hard. I mean, they're kind of similar to us in a sense, in the way how they how hard they play and how structured they are. So it'll be a a good challenge and a good test. But um, obviously, we need six points this weekend, so.
3: Questions for Jackson? Yeah. Hi, Jackson. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Good, good. what do you think the team needs to – what areas need to improve going down the stretch in the regular season? I mean, what, is there a particular focus, a couple of areas of improvement? And if so, what what would those be?
7: Um, I don't think you can really pinpoint it on the one specific thing, but if you if I had to, I would say just playing a full 60 minutes. I think a lot of games we will start slow or maybe we won't finish the same as we started, things like that. We'll be up and down, up and down throughout the game. But I think just being more consistent throughout the whole game will uh, – We'll improve our chances of having better results.
6: Jackson kind of following up with that question you talk about up and down up and down I think something that we've seen with your play is that you've been able to kind of stay consistent this whole year. How do you think your play has developed since the start of the season and through the turbulence?
7: Um, I mean it's my third year so I kind of used like been around the league a little bit and you kind of understand what you have to do night in and night out and throughout the week to to get the results that you want individually but um, obviously playing like the team structure and playing with your teammates and um, playing like playing the right way helps with individual results I would say.
3: Jackson can you can you talk about Patrick Grasso and uh, what what he's meant to this program and what you've seen from him in terms of the intangibles and you know leading you guys kind of through this uh, pandemic?
7: Yeah Patty's been awesome he's a uh, he's an unbelievable leader and probably the hardest worker on our team or he's definitely up there for one of the hardest workers on the team he's always at the rink always doing the extra things and he tries to pull other guys along with him and it's pretty contagious when he's around the rink he's always in a good mood he's I've never seen patty have a bad day so he's been great for us and he's been awesome
6: Um, I guess uh, one more question from me. It's nice to see some depth in scoring on the power play in your unit between yourself and Patrick and Kelly this past weekend. What do you think worked well for your unit Saturday versus Northeastern?
7: I think just moving it quickly and not taking like the first shot we see, but taking the best shot that we can get is something that I think helps us be successful on the power play and also just being dialed into knowing what Northeastern, for example, was trying to do to us. And, knowing what we had to do to counter that and then just being quick with the puck. I think that helped us a lot.
3: All right. Any more questions for Jackson? All right. Thanks, Jackson. You're all set. You can get ready for practice or you can stick around and do
4: whatever you want. Thank you.
7: Thank you.
2: All right.
3: Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, Patrick, yeah, can you
4: talk about, like, what Merrimack brings and what challenges they'll bring to the games?
5: Yeah, obviously, uh, we know Merrimack's a hard-nosed team. Uh, I think, you know, in the past couple of years, they've added, you know, even more skill to their lineup. They play a fast game. They play fast in transition. So, something we're going to have to be able to manage and uh, encounter.
0: All right,
3: questions for Patrick. Patrick, you you getting close to a career milestone with a hundred points, what would that mean to you?
5: Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, I I try not to to think about that stuff as much, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're approaching, you know, some big games coming up here with the playoffs coming up. So we're just, we're trying to stay in the present. And I think uh, that, you know, personal accolades are cool and everything, but I, I, you know, I really just want to help the team win here.
3: So.
6: I guess, Patrick, can you kind of, uh, I asked Jackson kind of the same question about the power play this past weekend. It was really strong to kind of get your team back into the game. What do you think works so well for you and your, I guess, personal success too? You've done really well the past few games.
5: Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, like Jackson said, you know, we've been moving pretty well, uh, moving it quick. Um, I think, I think we've offered a lot of support for each other out there. And, and I think when we have, you know, five guys that can be a threat to score, you know, it, it opens up other seams and lanes for, you know, for guys to shoot. So, I think that's, that's been a big part of it.
3: Patrick, uh, areas of improvement down the stretch, what, what do those need to be? Uh, I mean,
5: I think Jackson kind of hit the nail on the head. I think we'd have to be more consistent and play, uh, play full 60-minute games. Um, I think we show flashes of being a really good team. And then I think there's, there's times when we might take a couple of minutes off and this league is close and it's, uh, they're always tight. So, you know, you take a couple of minutes off and a team can bite you. So
3: Any more questions? All right. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks. The world's greatest hamburgers are at Fud
0: Ruckers. And we're out to make the world happy one great burger at a time. Try one of our 10 specialty burgers, like the Fud 66, with Hatch Green Chili, voted number one at the New Mexico State Fair. You'll find the world's greatest hamburgers at FUDRuckers. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at mike mcmahon chn and you can follow the site at the mac reports if you're a facebook user you can also find us on facebook thanks again for listening and until next time bye